this is Robert Mitchell at High Tide and the Dream Time. Today is uh, January 20th. It's Inauguration Day, and I haven't been podcasting the last couple weeks because I feel like everybody was getting really caught up in the election and the inauguration and the insurrection, and there was just so much stuff about all that. So I thought that I would sort of stay clear of it. Um, and wait until it all happened. Wow, what a joyful day today was. It was so wonderful. It's like, yeah, now we've got our good dad in charge. (laughs) Good dad's back. Um, anyway, um, there were so many subjects that came up in the last couple weeks. And I haven't really been inspired to make a podcast, but I was today because I was very moved by the inauguration. Uh, I was moved by the goodness of Joe Biden and the how well-intentioned most people are in the world of government and, you know, people who serve other people. And I always remember having this, like, almost mystical experience of humanity. It was that, it was funny. It was that, um, what was it? Is that a movie? It was Apollo 13. And it's basically about this like failed moon mission, um, because stuff goes wrong in the capsule and, uh, they have, they lose, they don't get to go to the moon, but then everybody's focus becomes on getting these guys back you know, the astronauts to be able to come back to Earth and not to die in space on their re-entry or to be lost in space forever. And there's just something really kind of really profound when human beings use their resources to help other human beings. And in the movie, it was sort of everybody used their area of expertise to manage to get them back. And there's this moment in the movie where you know, they go through the atmosphere and they lose touch with them. And then I think you lose touch for like a minute or two and you don't know if they're going to burn up in the atmosphere. But in fact, then you see the capsule with the parachute uh, deployed. And it's just such an amazing moment because it's this moment when human ingenuity has worked so hard to keep these people alive. And... That's sort of what I saw in the inauguration today, that there's just, you know, there's a lot of people who are really well-intentioned in their, in their aspirations for humanity. And that's very moving because that really creates an empathy between people. And um, it's very profound. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I was very moved by it. Um, as well as I was moved by the sort of mindless violence at the Capitol as well. Um, and I'm not going to get into that too much. I thought about doing a podcast about that, but it was kind of pointless because um, that's all everybody was talking about anyway. So it would just get caught up in that. So listen, 2021, it's a new year. And my aspiration is to get the podcast uh, out to a wider audience. And that's in the process of happening. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help, uh, if you could go to Apple Podcasts and write a positive review about it, that'd be great. Uh, it wouldn't take too much time. And, you know, I put a lot of effort into this podcast this year. And if any of my, if you're enjoying it and you're getting something out of it, I'd really appreciate that. All right. Um, so today's 
Today's episode is about mysticism and mental determination. And what I mean by that is I myself have been on the roller coaster ride of the last couple weeks with, you know, Trump not being honest about the election and the violence at the Capitol and then Biden being inaugurated. And I really found myself kind of flowing with it. And there's also all this stuff happening out in the world because of COVID. There's like everything, all the places I like to go are are overrun because people can't see movies and eat in restaurants. So they all want to be outside. And all these things I like doing are really crowded. And so what I really thought about is how is my happiness um, attached to how things turn out, attached to the outcome of circumstances, attached to me getting what I want, instead of there just being a happiness that's available no matter what's going on. And I think this is really important because I think it really ties in to some of the work that I do with people uh, especially with psychedelics, because I really don't think that there's too much value in psychedelics on their own. Like, I think that they are a catalyst for profound experience of one's consciousness, of the deeper realms of one's consciousness, of the parts that don't change, of the parts that aren't influenced by activity and by... Um, trauma and by dissatisfaction and disappointment that those are all those are all um superficial levels of our experience and that's really what uh is the source of a lot of suffering in our culture it's the dealing with the superficiality it's the investment in superficiality and i don't mean that by super when i say superficiality i don't mean being emotionally superficial or socially superficial. What I mean is that the origins of our experience are not in the external world. And for instance, I'll say this is I often talk to my mom about this because she was so upset about Trump being president as many people were. Um, and for good reason, because it really indicated something was very wrong collectively that he'd become president, but I always tried to get her to focus on how does it affect her, really? I mean, besides feeling like, yeah, this um, unworthy person's getting rewarded for their dishonesty and that feeling wrong, which it is, how much does someone like that being president affect you in your moment, in your day-to-day, in your moment-to-moment, day-to-day? And the answer is not much. And part of the reason this happens is because we are all so tied in to information that we're all like, it's sort of like we're all on our phones, we're all on our computers. We all get, get bombarded with the same information. And I, I see this with one of my sons because whenever he talks to me about stuff, it's always about in the world, it's always stuff I've already seen on the internet. And so I know he's looking at the same stuff that I am. And it's most of our experiences is so removed from that. And it's like we're given phones and we're given computers like we're in the military. Like it's part of our basic equipment. 
and there is just information coming through on these things all the time about things that are objectively true, but many times very far removed from us. And so our reaction to that, being happy or unhappy about it, is so many times removed from our own experience. But even in our own lives, the things that we like between making the discriminating between what we like and what we don't is oftentimes random and oftentimes tied in to our predilections and oftentimes tied in to our own illusory understanding of things. And so when I talk about mysticism and mental determination, what I'm, what, why I bring it up is because often when I work with people, especially in uh, altered states, they are able to achieve mystical experiences, mystical insights, and mystical states. And these states have laid just outside the topography of their normal consciousness for their entire lives. They are not that foreign. They're sort of in the hinterlands on the edge of their awareness. And so when they move into them, they aren't shocked so much by that because they are aware on some level that those aspects of their consciousness that are timeless and formless and historically untouched by their experience during this lifetime, they are familiar with that. They know it's been there. There's just some intuition that they have. But as they move into that experience, it relativizes a lot of the ways of understanding that they've had up to that point and changes some of the understanding that they have about their life. 100%. It's not an exaggeration. It's not um, woo. It happens almost all the time when people work in this way. Now, the deter- and it's, it, it's, it's something that happens without much effort. It requires preparation and it, it requires tolerance and it requires faith, but it's right there. I, I've seen it so many times. Anybody can do it. You know, anybody has that capacity. But what determines the value of that experience, of that mystical insight into the, the, the nature of every single person, which then reflects on the nature of every single person that they know. And the, the determining factor of the value of that is how aware are they of that afterwards in non-psychedelic states? How are they able, once they're no longer in this extraordinary um, state, to be aware of that insight, of that orientation, of that feeling? Are they able to make the shift 
of bringing that into their day-to-day lives? Are they able to make sure that they don't just slip back to how things were before they had that experience? And that they do and say and act in ways that communicate to the to that part of themselves, to that kind of eternal intelligence, that they know it's there in the moment. And that requires determination. That requires discipline. That requires mental determination. It requires a desire not to lose touch with that awareness. It requires the desire to make changes now that you're, one is more informed about their totality and about their relationship to a totality that previously was probably unknown except in concept. It's an experience that they have where they expand into pure aspects of their consciousness that are not cluttered with their projections and their egoic structures and their suffering and their limited experience of themselves built on habits of a lifetime. So those things are all really powerful. Conditioning is really powerful. Mental habits are really powerful. Um, Being attached to your karmic structures, which you're born with, so that you can identify them and untangle them. That is the only uh, thing that life is for. And then once you've done that, being a benefit to other people in their presence, being in the presence of other people and being empathetic and helpful and inspiring. That's the whole game. So what really determines the quality of somebody's mystical psychedelic experience is how are they afterwards? Are they just somebody who self-identifies now as someone who's mystical and woo and nothing really matters? No, because having that awareness makes your moments even more pressing because you want to impress that reality that, that, that you experience in this altered state onto your moments. It's like a canvas waiting to have that presence put on it. That intelligence that people encounter in their mystical psychedelic experience, it wants to be part of everyday reality. It's the foundation of it. The Maya The illusion is that it's not, is that collective understanding of things, which are usually pretty basic. You know, if you look at the people who stormed the Capitol and they're a real subset of the population, their understanding of things is or was fairly limited. And they're their most profound source of uh, information was either President Trump or probably information that they were getting on the internet. 
which probably wasn't very high end, or information they were getting from their friends who were also listening to the internet and Trump. And that was like a sound garden that was feeding back on it. And they were in some reality that they thought was mystical. They thought they were fighting evil. You can see how confusing it can be. Um, and the real inoculation against that, not just for those people, but for every one of us, is experiencing the origins of our own consciousness outside our historical biographical ego. Because that's going to go. That changes a lot during your life. You know, Jung thought that, you know, an ego was a, it was, it was a tool to navigate the world with. And that different times in your life, you can have different ones. Well, what that experience that happens outside one's ego and informs them about their more profound uh, origins, the ego's a tool to bring that into the world. But you can't bring it into the world if you're not aware of it, if you're not determined to invite it, if you're not determined to keep it in your environment past the hours that you have those mystical experiences so that everything becomes a mystical experience, so that things being tough in your environment don't become an excuse for things to no longer be mystically informed. You know, that I've said this before in the podcast, but it's if it's only the Tao when you like what's happening, that's not really the Tao. And it goes back to awe and joy and like there is mystical information in everybody's environment all the time. And the habits we have that distract ourselves from that are lifelong. Oh, this is happening. I don't like it. Oh, this person's not relating to me. Oh, I'm not getting what I want here. And then we're just stuck in the suffering of our ego. But the game is to draw upon your experiences in these states and be determined to have them reflect in your moments. And I promise you they're not going to be on CNN and they're not going to be on television and they're not going to be on your phone. So in ways, those are intoxicants like THC or alcohol or I don't know, any intoxicant that keep us from having that awareness. And it's even more pressing now because it's everywhere. And so the important thing is to be, how determined am I to keep this timeless awareness in my moment to moment? And then you're never alone. And then you don't feel despair. And then you don't feel lost. And then you don't feel like I'm not getting what I want because it's so far beyond what you want. And then you can operate freely in the most effective way with the joy of knowing that that's the background. That's the important thing. That's the most important thing in the work that I do 
is that people are determined afterwards to ground that experience in their moment to moment. So yeah, while we all love the inauguration and Biden, wow, what an empathetic, compassionate, wonderful human being who's really suffered, and Kamala Harris, who's just, wow, I mean, such a transformative figure, and we can all feel great about that. We all shouldn't need that to feel great. We all shouldn't need that to feel optimistic. We all shouldn't need that to feel our most profound, joyful origins. And I'm as subject to that sort of habit as anybody. Um, So I just want people, you know, with this fresh start, you know, there's a fresh start with with the new administration. And so everyone feels like, yeah, there's a good dad, like I said, in charge. And, you know, I just, it's been so dry here in Los Angeles. It's been crazy. There's a La Nina, El Nina. No, it's La Nina. And so it's been crazy dry. And I just saw that there's rain coming. And it's supposed to be like two years of rain in the next two weeks. And what a rich metaphor happening at this time. But I really worked not to be bummed out about the dryness. Even though I know it's better when it's raining and it shows at this time of year and it shows a healthier ecosystem. But I don't want my happiness, I don't want my moment-to-moment awareness of my true origins to be determined by what's going on around me. And once you've taken charge of that, there's a lot more joy, there's a lot more ease, there's a lot more fun, there's a lot more spontaneity, and there's a lot more synchronicity. And that intelligence, which you experience outside your normal states, which can be experienced dreaming, it can be experienced meditating, it can be experienced journaling, you know, it can be experienced working on a dream. There's a lot of ways to do it, and psychedelics is another way. But to, to be in touch with that intelligence all the time as a primary material in your life, If you're willing to do it, the benefits are immeasurable. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Inauguration. Like I said earlier, if you want to give me a review at Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. 2021, it's all looking up. Everybody go out and get your vaccines. Can't wait to get mine. My, what I say to my friends is I say the post-COVID 20s. When everyone's got their vaccine, it's going to make the 60s seem like the 50s. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye.